This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Quadra ICANN will soon be installing 14 solar panels on the roof of the Quadra Elementary School. That's roughly what is needed to supply the electricity needs of an average home on Quadra Island. As ICANN self-sufficiency team member Mike Gall explained, It's a, a grid tie system, and what that means then is that the panels are not actually hooked up to any type of battery storage system. They simply feed back any energy that's produced so that the school is not billed for um, the energy that they would use. The panel system, I believe, generates about 5.3, 5.4 kilowatt hours. That's the measurement. And over the period of a year, works out to approximately 5.6 megawatt hours of power generated. And that feeds back into the system the bill. Well, the bill for the school using electrical heat is enormous. So we're hoping to get them about a 5% benefit. So if you think about it, that's, that's not very good. But that's not the purpose of the solar panel project. The purpose of the solar panel project is to provide education. So we have a bunch of very studious little grade five, grade six uh, children that can implement, hopefully, programs and educate themselves on how solar panels work, implement some uh, type of programs that might they might be able to see the benefit and effect because we can do real-time reading on this system. So anything that they make as far as a change that could be perceived as a benefit in terms of the lowering of the uh, power consumption, they would understand it. That becomes a lifelong learning situation for them. They take that with them back home. They take that with them as they move forward in life and, and helps them understand this nebulous technology, which is solar panel power generation. And we even went further as to make sure that the application that allows the school to actually read the solar panels and what power they're generating. That's made available to the, the public as well. So every time people fill up with gas or go to the little local store, which is directly across from the school, they could pull up that app on their phone and actually read what the panels are generating, giving them a chance to see visually the solar panels, but as well understand what they're doing. So during the summer, when they generate lots of power, that would be a pretty exciting event. But in the winter, we can also find that perhaps solar panels are a little bit weak as part of the total solution. So what else can we do? What else can we add to that to help uh, reduce the costs of operation? And there's lots of different projects that we could pursue on that. We've run into just about every obstacle that we can possibly run into. And so far, we've managed to overcome them. We have one more hurdle that we're trying to leap over and as soon as we accomplish that, everything's in place for the installation. I know that solar panels work as good in cold as hot, in fact, yes. better. So the winter, well, the big one's going to be rain and cloud. Yes, that's, that's the big one. If, if I might leap in here, it's my understanding that part of the idea is also to help members of the community evaluate the extent to which solar power might be at least a partial solution for them. Added Jan Zwicky, leader of the energy self-sufficiency team. So if I have a house that could conceivably have its energy needs met by a 14 or even a 10 uh, panel system, I, I could then go online 
and check the monitor and see how much power it's generating at any given time and think about how I might accommodate my energy consumption in order to allow the panels to in fact fulfill it. So Mike stressed the importance of learning for the kids at the school. I think that is the really central goal here too. But I'd say a goal that's almost as important is allowing the community to evaluate whether or not solar would be right for their own homes. And of course, kids can also go back and start asking to see the, the BC Hydro bills, their own home. Well, so how much power? Oh, gee, you know, if we did this, mom, <laughs> we could have this effect. So we're hoping that there'll be a, a range of benefits that are available to everyone in the community. Yeah, Roy, I was just going to add that you're absolutely right. Solar panels will work just as efficiently in the cold, but it's the lack of sunlight that's the real issue. And there are some solar panels that are in development that actually generate some electricity as rainfall trickles over the panel. That would be fantastic for a place like this. One of the other issues with solar panels is you would need to have a mounting system that allowed you to alter the angle at which the sun was hitting them for the winter. That's not a big deal. I, I've seen systems on Laskidi that are mounted on axles and turn during the day as well as the season. Do you have a uh, start of construction and, and, and start of uh, generation date? We have a date from our uh, supplier. These people are based out of Campbell River. It's a branch office to one of the largest solar panel installation uh, companies in Western Canada, at least. Uh, I think the second largest in Canada. And the company's name is TerraTech. They have our panels. They have all the equipment. They have all the rocking systems. Everything is there when in a time of such constraints from supply chain issues and so on. We're quite happy that it's, all the equipment's available. What we have is a bit of a challenge with getting final approval for the extra weight that will be added to the roof. Originally, we didn't think we would have to add the extra weight. There was a plan to use a, a new mounting system. And then, of course, there were supply chain issues with that. And then it was discovered that the roof was constructed in such a way that there was a, a, a little layer in it that, that couldn't be penetrated. So this new lightweight racking system couldn't be used. We had to go back to a standard system. And that's what's now generating the, the permitting issue of the extra weight. So we're just trying to find the records that will allow us to sign off on that. But more interesting, it's to address specifically snow load. And so we only need to add a very small um, amount of weight per square foot over the, the structured system. And we're quite confident that we're well within uh, reason on that. The only reason why I bring that up is because there were changes to engineering. Jan knows a little bit more about this because she was the one that found it, but there were changes in, to, in snow load calculations for this region due to climate change. And so we think just on that alone that there's a buffer that's more than adequate to cover this because the original design would have been say 25, 30, 40 years ago, whenever it was, and it was built to a certain snow load weight. Now they've reduced that requirement for this region. And so that Delta 
should easily compensate for the extra weight that the panel system might put up, but we have to be able to prove that engineering wise. And that's proving to be a bit of a challenge, <laughs> but we're going to get her done. And the estimated uh, time, if we can get that clearance, would be sometime mid-December. So you're hoping to start construction early next year? No, if we can get the approval, we would start construction in December and the system would be operational by at least the new year, maybe even in December. We would hopefully also be able to take advantage of the school break during the winter months so that we're not interfering with the kids' access to the school while it's being done. It's only a day or two's worth of work. 